I'm, I'm curious to see the, the logo. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Unexamined Life podcast. This is going to be episode eight. And as my uh, screen says, sometimes there's just special episodes. And today we have a special one because I'm here with the Brothers Mendoza, Jay and Larry, which is why I co-opted the Justice League logo for him. Say hello to the people. What's up? Hey, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've known each other for how long now? Uh, well, I think I've known you for uh, 20 years now. Uh, more than that, I think. Yeah, Something like yeah. That. It's, it's about. It's it, about. Since the, old, the old days of GRC at VCU. I don't know that. <laughs> That's what I mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> yes. See, and uh, the reason we're getting into this special podcast <clears throat> is I feel like I don't talk about, or I try to not talk about politics very often, just because uh, about a year ago I got completely just, well, I didn't start paying attention to politics really until about a year year and a half ago before that i just wasn't into the mix i'm like i can't deal with that stuff all these mofos are liars you know whatever but i started getting into it and um and and then i got disheartened and i left facebook just because i got tired of seeing all the shit that comes along with that and uh i recently came back just in time to jump on my boy larry <laughs> For y'all that don't know, the, first of all, they are twins, and Larry is on the top. So, so basically, I've jumped on his thread in Facebook, and um, yeah, there was some there was some heat being thrown around. So I just wanted to go over. Well, he kind of called for this episode. He was like, "Let's get this podcast going," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, he's coming for me!" So, <laughs> so let's do uh, it. So yeah, I, Blood I guess would be spilled. <laughs> I guess the best way to start it is where are we right now in politics? Like give me where you stand, like what your I guess you want to say affiliation is, like what, you know, how do well, you both of you feel? I'll, we'll start with we'll start with Larry. Well, okay, so here I mean my political leanings have been, you know, I I don't subscribe to a party officially uh, i'm officially i guess whatever you want to call an independent uh however i my i guess my political philosophy leans definitely on the uh progressive side of things um so very rarely do i uh you know uh, support you know conservative ideas i do sometimes it depends on the issues but uh, that's like, you know, maybe 2% of the time, just because the conservative ideas don't mesh with mine. Uh, I more closely align with what we call, I guess, the Democrats, because that's the closest to where I stand. Now, uh, having said that, <clears throat> you know, the current state of affairs, uh, I don't, I, I, you know, obviously Biden was not my first choice. I did not vote for him in the primaries. Uh, but, um, you know, I, at this point, am glad that we slowed fascism down, at least. You know, we didn't stop it. It's just slowed. You know, we we took the train on a detour from fascism on a, because it was on a fast track towards fascism. So luckily we averted, 
you know, uh, what could have been a, a complete disaster, um, which that's something I know you and I talked about before, uh, where, you know, uh, and that's probably the biggest place where you and I differ is, is I think we want to get to the same place. We just have different ideas on how to get there. So okay, I, so. for a second, uh, for a second there, you made me sound like a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> which is so, well, to fast track no. the fascism, which is where we differ, because uh, I want to get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> which is where we differ. No. no, well, you know, well, maybe I think, I think what you define, like you, you and I talked about how to get to, to real change and the way you feel, I mean, at least, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but the way the conversation's got to pass is you feel like the shit's got to burn to the ground, like completely. And then we can rise from the ashes. Right. Well, you know, and, and I differ in that because I don't, I don't think burning everything to the ground is the right way to go because there's going to be a lot of people that suffer in the process. So, the, the, but the, at the end of the day, I think you and I agree that shit does need to change. Okay. Um, I have an whether, extra time. Whether Biden is the right way for that change or not is, you know, where maybe we differ right at this point. I have an actual topic later because I feel like because this is an ongoing conversation as far as the burn it down, I've called it yeah. the burn it, the, the burn it down theorem. And so our last topic is going to be me. And, and not the Bernie down theorem. No, the no, burn no. It the burn it down theorem. <laughs> and it's and because I think. I think you guys truly like, I think you get it, but at the same time, I don't think you get what I think is going to cause it. And so it's, it's, it's a, I think it's different than the way maybe I've been putting it out there. So I want to clarify on that before, but well, I'll do it after we let Jay come in and let let us know his leanings because they're not trying to keep cut out our, our, our man of mystery down here. Darkness. Darkness speaks. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I share a lot of uh, similar views uh, with my brother. So, I mean, um, pretty much what he said, I, I kind of, you know, agree with that. Um, I think the really the only thing uh, that I think um, that I would want to add uh, to that is that while um uh, I agree that the uh, whole, um, you know, we, we can, you know, my, my main thing right now is, is that I think um, there's been a lot of resistance during the Trump years. And this resistance movement was unified. Uh, we had different groups of people come together to unify against Trump. <clears throat> And, and I think that that was great. Um, as soon as Biden won, um, this unification kind of shattered and fell apart. Now we have we have moderates, liberals, progressives. We even have moderate Republicans, um, libertarians who are pretty much more on the conservative side, but were extremely anti-Trump. You know, all all of these different groups were unified under the, the uh, resistance banner. And now um, it's all been, you know, <laughs> split apart. So I think that debating um, Biden, his policies, whether he's the right thing for America or not, 
is definitely a, a conversation of value. And I think we should have that conversation. But, um, but I think the, uh, the, the bigger issue, though, is, is that um, we cannot abandon the whole threat of um, what was going on before the Biden election. And I think, you know, while, while we are too busy fighting each other over whether Biden is great or whether he sucks or what his policies are, this and that, uh, the Republican Party is, um, you know, they, they're mobilized. They are, um, you know, the, the Republican Party has split. We have, you know, Republicans, anti-Trump Republicans and pro-Trump Republicans, but the vast majority of the Republican Party is standing behind Trump. The Republican Party, in my opinion, is officially the Trump Party. There really is no Republican Party. And as long as we have a two-party system, which that is a whole conversation on its own. We will get to. Until, until we, you know, as long as we have Republicans versus Democrats, it's going to be, as it stands right now, uh, it's the Trump Party versus really everything else. And every, the few Republicans that have split against the majority have been uh, attacked and threatened, and doesn't matter how conservative they are, doesn't matter how anti-regulation they are, how pro-life they are, if they voice an opinion against Trump, they have been attacked against Trump to the point where you know McConnell at one point was even um, pushing back against Trump. Finally, he uh, criticized Trump on the whole uh, attack. Uh, but then what does he do? He goes and, and votes uh, against the um, holding the impeachment proceedings. So um, they are, uh, whether they want to be loyalists to Trump or not, they are going to stick up to Trump because that's how radicalized the Republican base is. And I think that's a bigger threat than any policy Biden may push or not push as it stands right now. And um, so that that's, uh, you know, I've got a lot more on that, but I just yeah. kind of wanted to at least throw that out there for, uh, for the time being. Okay. So then I'll come in to follow up. And I don't disagree with just about anything either of you said, except for the idea that, um, I guess how his policy isn't necessarily a point of contention. And the reason I say that is because the only way you're going to find the unity that it wasn't there. Don't let, don't let people tell you it's, it was never there. The only thing that was a unifying factor was Trump and getting him out of office. Other than that, there was never a unity. And the only time the Democrats talk about unity is when it's election time. And this is where my disagreement with what, and not even a disagreement, more so just an elaboration on what you said about how, you know, we can't focus on his policies right now. Like we need to keep this thing together to continue to fight off the death cult known as the Republican Party. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's but, straight up fascism. I mean, that's but, where. Yeah, but that's the, what it's become today. I mean, but if you, maybe wasn't what it was, but oh, it definitely wasn't what it was. What it but it, yeah, well, maybe it always was what it was, but uh, I, I mean, time. 
but in more recent times, yes. But um, but the point I'm making is that the only way you reach that that actual unity to get to basically make it so this fight is lopsided and we win is to actually do something to make people want to align with you. That means that you have to be open, at least open to outside ideologies. And you also have to say, Hey, I'm listening to you. Let me have an open discourse. What did we call for with Trump? We called for openness. We called for clarity. We called for all the things that would hold up one's integrity as the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm and, and as far as I'm concerned, that goes for everybody. So many of my so many of my points come from we can't ignore policy because when you ignore policy and you just get settled down, like I warned both of you in our conversations long ago, when like keep the same energy. When Trump is gone, keep the same energy because well, it's that's people where we agree right now. That's yeah, it's where, where I it was. but but it 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 goes back to the idea that you have to remember that it's the neoliberals, including Biden, that led to Trump. It's let their, me, let it's me, their way of governing that did it. Yeah, but, but but here's the thing: like I I don't think. We disagree with that. I, I, I certainly think policy is extremely important. I, I mean, my brother and I, I think, and you, we all agree that policy is extremely important. I think when, you know, just to kind of go back to the whole reason why I was like, let's get on the podcast and talk about this was because all of a sudden, I mean, Biden hasn't been in office for a freaking week. <laughs> all of a sudden, everybody's expecting them to fix, you know, the, 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 well, not even the last four years, but the last like 50 years of, you know, policy and like not even a week. It's like, let the brother move in, let him, let the painters finish painting his bedroom, you know? <laughs> let the paint dry. And, and, you know, he doesn't even have a full cabinet yet. And then we could, I mean, and that's one of the posts that I made is that, you know, there'll be plenty of criticism to go around. I, I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't criticize Trump, but I mean, it's like, holy shit, the right. guy literally moved in, hasn't been like at the time of the post, I didn't mean even a week. And it's like, oh, you know, Trump, I knew he was going to. It's like, well, hold on. Let's see what happens here in the next. You know, usually it's the first hundred days. That's the big the big test. Let's see what kind of policies he can really push. Now, having said that, you know, one thing I will be very vocal and critical about biden is this idea of fucking unity because fuck unity at this point and what i mean by unity is unity with the republican party you know uh i saw a post uh i don't know where maybe instagram or something i don't know it was one of the memes that said you know uh the democrats should jam through the covid relief bill the two thousand dollar relief bill like it's named uh amy barrett cohen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it's like, fuck yeah, that's what we need. Fuck unity with the Republicans. They're not going to want to play ball. They never want to play ball. They're always like, oh, like fucking Gates from Florida. It's all about this impeachment is not good. Or, and Ted Cruz is not good for unity and blah, blah, blah. No, fuck you and your well, unity. That's just you bullshit you had no say. interest in unity when you guys yeah. ran the show. I agree with that. Policy is important. 
fuck that. So, but, you know, again, it's only been, you know, a few days. I'm willing to give him at least the first hundred days. And I will criticize when I see bad policy. I just haven't seen anything that I could say it's bad policy at this point. I think <clears throat> everything doing is in a step, like half a step in a good direction. You know, I mean, and again, I haven't, you know, we, we all debate, but, you know, we're moving away from the fascism little by little. You, and we'll, we'll see where it gets. Jay, you've been, you've been looking like you wanted to say something for a right, while. So ahead, jump Jay, in sorry. here. <laughs> well, well, um, well, first of all, I, this kind of touches back on, on, um, the whole unity message. I mean, I think it's, it's, um, it's easier to unify in resistance than it is to unify in prioritizing policy. And I think, uh, I think that's, um, part, part of the, uh, part of the debate here, you know, and, and, um, and, uh, and, you know, that said, um, you know, from the, when the, you know, I mean, I, I agree 100% with my brother about, you know, um, kind of saying like, fuck unity because, uh, with the Republican, uh, party because basically i mean they have i mean nothing really they're not ashamed of anything you know they'll pull every dirty trick they will cheat their ass off and then accuse you of doing it while while they do it. master you know, guess I mean, no no amount of, of of no amount of like blatant hypocrisy will um thwart them from you know I mean, look at how McConnell treated uh, Obama Supreme Court nominee versus all the shit that he pulled. Um, I mean, uh, those kinds of examples. I mean, they don't care. And uh, and part of my criticism against the Democrat Party is because they don't play those same games. And like, if they're not going to play those same games, then they're going to get their asses kicked. And that's the problem. And that's why we will always have. That's why the Republican Party has always had the bigger hand. Because you think McConnell gave a fuck when people accuse him of being a hypocrite? No, he didn't care. Like, I mean, my Supreme Court, uh, three Supreme Court justices that they uh, uh, pulled right underneath um, the uh, feet of the Democrats, and the Democrats are saying, "Like, oh, I, how? Oh, they're they're, they're cheating. How how did they do this? Well, because Democrats let them shit on them. So, mm -hmm. um, so that said, yeah, I mean, um, but but." Uh, on the other side of the aisle, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if Democrats want to get anything accomplished, they need to say, fuck this unity thing with, with Republicans. But at the same time, um, as with most issues, it's never really a black and white thing. You know, I mean, there's unity within like a resistance movement, but then there's also unity with like, are we talking about unity about like the entire, you know, United States, the entire, you know, our, our, our whole culture. I mean, there, there, there's multiple aspects and levels to it. So in a certain way, um, and this may be where I might be a little bit differently than my brother, is, is that at the very least, um, Biden is trying to push things in a method that are not being intentionally shoved in the face of a... a um, um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be disagreement between people that have strong ideological beliefs. But I mean, like, in comparison to Trump, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is that, like, Trump was polarizing anything and everything. I mean, the man could have literally 
uh, polarized a debate about this, the color of the sky. Um, and that's how, that's how bad Donald Trump was. I mean, he took any and every single issue and polarized. And the way people work psychologically, as long as an issue is not brought up in a political atmosphere, it's not going to be polarized. So I think part of the strategy that at least Biden is trying to attempt is to not necessarily and intentionally upfront um, politicize issues in the way that at least Donald Trump did. Obviously, he's a politician. He's a president. Everything he does is going to be political and there's going to be political disagreement. But in order to at least establish a normal level of unity, you have to at least not intentionally and uh, shove and create polarization. That was one of Donald Trump's tactics was to polarize. Divide gained so much uh, support. That's how, uh, um, at least I feel that that um, the Republican Party became so radicalized. Okay, was well, part of his strategy. Look, I'm gonna come in because I I I can't. I can't. Let me put it there's like there's this. I got triggered. <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh. I, I didn't get triggered. <laughs> no, no, no. I did get triggered. But when you said Biden's strategy, see, when y'all say it's too early and we need the 100 days, I'm telling you, you can see the writing on the wall. He has one strategy. Nothing. And the, the, the reason that, like, everything that he's accomplished. Now, roll back on all, all the Trump stuff. Cool. You got it. But the whole idea of not being, not basically being an, uh, a polar opposite for Trump, like, that literally is how long, how long are we going to... No, 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 no. I'm going to finish this one. Because, because... Because when well, it I wanna, comes, I want to make because, sure you address the the what would make you think, what would make you see what 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 would you say the writings on the wall? What like explain that? I guess like what would oh, make I'm, you believe that Trump would or I mean Biden would oh, be I'm, more on the progressive? Oh oh, I'm 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 gonna give it to you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. See, one, he shut down budget con- reconciliation, which is the way the Republicans <clears throat> used to push through everything you're not going to win over the Republican base unless you can show results. Shutting down, shutting down basically budget reconciliation, you just improved or you basically just made it so that you can't pass anything except for what the Republicans want to pass. You've taken away all your cards, all of them. For instance, just as a point of, uh, of, of proof. Okay. You promised $2,000 checks. Let's not have any revisionist history. He promised $2,000 checks. The $600 were already passed. It became 1400. We, he promised immediately first day. This is what's going to happen. Now, $2,000 went to $1,400. We're going to include that $600 check. You already got. Okay. You know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then you take that fourteen hundred dollars and you make it part instead of being its own thing that you can push through that might even make it through Republican hands. 
you go, we're going to take that and we're going to attach it to a $1.9 trillion bill that we know the Republicans aren't going to go for. And then you say you're not going to use budget reconciliation to be able to force it through. You literally tied your own hands, which is what the Democrats have done for God knows how long. And you want to know something else that's historically accurate as far as whenever Democrats have controlled both the House and Senate? They always lose it two years in from Clinton to Obama. In modern well, history, that's... they always lose. And why? Because they never take the steps necessary. So you tell me that, you know, he's going to do this like non-polarizing non, non policy. That in, in the last 20 years, oh shit, the last almost 40 of my life, that's meant we aren't going to do anything. We're going to continue to let the corporatists run shit. We're going to continue to let the Republicans dictate how things work. And we're going to do what the what the Democrats have become known for doing in the last shit, what, six years, which is they're always ready with a kente cloth to to do some some friggin I, 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 the word is skipping me or the, or the term is skipping me. But they're always ready to basically show that they want change. And then they never do it when they have the power. You win Republican voters over by making their life better. And you're not going to make their life better if you keep things the status quo. That's, that's no, so I mean, I, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But I think that, I mean, shifting this blame completely on Biden is also, it, it doesn't, you know, because first of all, the, the Democratic leadership in the House and the Senate is. Large, I mean, Pelosi and Schumer are two of the biggest fucking incompetent leaders the Democrats have ever had. And, you know, Biden, you know, if 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 the if the Democrats, meaning the leadership in a Democrat uh, in Congress, want to uh, push it through, they could. They could. You know, Biden has no control over what they do now. He has control over you know, uh, general, you know, he's a Democratic Party leader, I guess, you know, as a, as a, in a general sense. But at the end of the day, Pelosi and Schumer can both say, well, fuck Biden and his idea of non-budget reconciliation. Let's do it. You know, I think putting full blame on the president, like people in this country, I think one of the problems is they give the president way too much power over everything. But doesn't he, the president set the, the president. direction of it's, the agenda? It's what? That's, that, that's why Trump got all the blame. Because he set the the president does not yeah, make but, laws, but he sets he sets the tone of his agenda, the agenda of the administration and your party as you're the head of your party right. is supposed to follow along. Now, we don't have to argue over whether or not a Pelosi is a fucking skeletor ass bitch who can't do shit and lost touch with reality long ago. Along with her her mind. Yeah, this skeletor ass bitch. Ain't nobody got time for her. And Schumer, somebody like he's just he's just waiting to retire. Like, but the fact that like this is why he gets this is why he gets the blame. It's because that's what the president does. Therefore, I'm not going to sit back and say, but we need to take it easier on. No, the same way we went after Trump. That's the same way you go after Biden, because everybody telling you to wait. I ask you this for what? Are you tired of waiting? Do you want your two thousand dollar checks? 
Do you want people to be held accountable? Do you want the people, yeah, the 40% of the people? I didn't even people... get my $600 check. I don't know what yeah, you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I didn't. I, I did not. Oh, I never there's received tons one. Of, there's tons of people who haven't. And with yeah. forty, with sixty percent of, of of privately owned businesses now closed for good, with forty percent of the American economy being food insufficient, I don't have time to give him time. People are dying out here, and while he's trying to be non not polarizing, he's breaking apart the call for unity that they that everybody keeps talking about. You basically created, you said $2,000, then you weaseled out of that. Then you attach it to a bill that you do know won't pass, and the only way that you can pass it, you took off the table. So when it comes down to it, like, that's what I mean by the writing is on the wall. Like, I mean, it, it's the inherent weakness of the Democratic Party and always has been for a while. And all they can do is, I found the word I was looking for, virtue signal. That's all they do. Mm -hmm is virtue signal because every only thing anybody cares about now is a goddamn culture war. Everybody argues well, that, in culture look, war, which is why they're all so disingenuous. Right. But I don't disagree with that. I, I, you know, but the thing, my whole thing is that, as my brother alluded to earlier, there's a lot of shit that needs fixing it. And, and, you know, the, the, you know, uh, COVID relief is, is definitely one that's huge, but there's so much more. We're in the middle of this pandemic. First of all, we're trying to, you know, figure out fucking vaccine rollout, which has been a fucking disaster. Yeah, and by the way, disaster. that's not all the federal government's fault. There's a lot of state blame to go along with that. Fucking Northern in Virginia completely fucking botched. Yeah, you know, no we got West, West Virginia is doing a kick-ass job at vaccinating it. Now, granted, West Virginia have a, a shitload of ton of people, but they still did a lot better job. So, but still, there's so much going on right now that, yes, I, I'm with you on the COVID relief belt. That should be something that gets rammed fucking through. I get it. But there's so much more that, I, I mean, look, I am not saying let's, you know, all sit together and just you know hold hands and say okay biden you know what i'm saying is he literally just moved in some of the things he's you know he's he's done is like again and i think this call for unity which is what he's trying to do is the wrong way to go about it it's bullshit it is i agree that's the one big thing now everything that you said falls under that meaning that he's trying to you know, get Republican support and all these things. And, you know, he's trying to, uh, you know, make things and, and whether it's it's the, I don't agree that's the right way to do. I think the Democrats need to fucking and Pelosi and Schumer need to tell fucking Biden to shut the fuck up. You know, whether it makes him look weak or not, I don't care, because also Congress shares this responsibility to, you know, pass shit through. I mean, the Republican Party broke with Trump on a few things. Uh, why can't, uh, you know, Schumer and Pelosi? I mean, they they can. They, they But this is the politics game. He just got elected. Everybody, you know, it's just, you know, I, I disagree with that way the Republican Party. And that's what they've always done. I agree with you. That's the, the Repu I mean, the Democrat Party has always been 
fucking like just yeah virtue signaling they all talk a good game but when it, like for example the the obamacare when obama was a president and the democrats controlled both houses they could have passed a single payer fucking system the way they ran through obamacare they should have just went full out but they didn't because they thought that if we use a republican plan which was mitt romney's fucking plan that it'll gain support of Republicans, but it didn't. They still had to ram that shit through, and it was a flawed plan. So I get it. Democrats do, I mean, that's what they do. So I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is, though, there, there is so much shit. Uh, COVID relief is one, but there is so much other shit that's equally as important. Right now, the number one fucking threat is is climate change it's, it's this fucking pandemic there's so much shit that's going to be you know it's like it's like how do you fucking eat an elephant you gotta do it a bite at a time i don't know yes but, a bite at a time and some yeah. of it you gotta spend a couple months on so yeah when you talk about all these super huge big issues i get it no, you can't be like, oh, God, how come Biden didn't come out of the sky with a cape and change the world overnight? <laughs> well, see, that's the way, and, and, you know, that's but, the way, like, I feel but, like this criticism is like, you know, I, and, I get, I, and I'm with you on. There the, are things he can do right now. Criticism. But what I've been saying, and by the way, by the way, when, when everybody was, it was, I wasn't really referring to you, Will. I was just. There were other people on my. Oh no! Don't don't back out now. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. No, 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 no. I, I was just, you know, no, I'm not definitely not. Bad. I asked to be on this fucking podcast. Let's fucking do it because I know that you, at least you have, uh, uh, you know, you have re reason. You know, you're reasonable in discussion. Uh, other people are not. They're just fucking like, you know. But anyways, it's like I do. One of the reasons why I got so frustrated is. Is because and I you know I got triggered. <laughs> I was like, you sounded triggered. I had to mess I, with you. <laughs> I do a lot of like change, just change in general doesn't just happen by talking shit on Facebook, which I do a lot. But I also, I also, fucking, I'm at the goddamn you know legislature. I am. I lobby. I advocate. I volunteer. I do a lot, and so it's like. Okay, all these motherfuckers talking shit. Well, what are y'all doing to help change besides talking shit? And I wasn't referring to you. I was just referring in general. That's where, like, I was getting precious. Like, I get it, man. Like, shit ain't perfect. And Biden's, by all means, it's not perfect. He wasn't my choice. But it's who we got. <laughs> and it is what it is at this point. So it, it, I just got frustrated because I tried to make a positive change both in just through my advocacy and activism i i i contact legislators i go visit them in their offices and try to uh address policy at the local state uh, i don't do a whole lot of federal uh, policy because there's other well why don't you do that no i'm just playing <laughs> i know right i'm a fucking failure failure why don't you go straight to the top go to biden <laughs> I take full responsibility as to why we don't have the two thousand dollar COVID relief. It's on my fucking talk. I, I had a talk and I couldn't convince him. <laughs> you know, I called this motherfucker on the phone. He told me to fuck off. It, it is what it is. I don't know. That, yeah, nah, I but, get you. I get you. Yeah. 
So that that's my big, it's like in order for us to enact change, first of all, it's like we need to also, you know, advocate, you know, even at the local level, because there are things we can do at the local level as well. And yeah. I mean, like state. And, um, you know, we need to all like, you know, yeah, I get it. The big, big policies and the COVID relief and all this falls squarely on the hands of the federal government. And that is something that, yeah, it needs to happen. I get it, man. Trust me. I have friends, personal friends that have, you know, almost, you know, almost like, luckily they haven't, but almost lost their businesses, small businesses. Um, it's a problem. Um, and, and I get that. But so what do we do at this point? What we do is we criticize where it's deserved. We put together because some of these things that even I believe like things that you're saying can be can be put in the in, in like at the local level. A lot of stuff can be. But I believe that this is so big. And what's gone down for the last year and two months has been so big that it has to come from the federal. Some no, of it, I, I agree some with of that. some of I agree it. With that. But right also, that. before I get going, I, I want Jay to jump in here because because Jay's been sitting there. He's been very patient. I saw him try a few times to jump in. <laughs> I just I want to I want to make sure like you, you are, do you have do you have something you want to get in on this? Well, first and foremost, to comment back on uh, some of the uh, stuff you're saying, Will, um, you're right. Uh, Democrats always lose power when they gain it shortly after. And I agree wholeheartedly that the main reason for that is because of poor leadership. Yet at the same time, generally speaking, though, historically, the party that controls the executive branch always uh, loses in midterms. That is just kind of a general statement. It happened also uh, under Republican leadership too, um, but not as bad as it does when, um, when Democrats were. I mean, when Obama came in office, um, you know, un under his watch, we lost both the, 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 the House and the Senate. Um, yeah, we got big wins. Uh, under Trump in, in the House, but I mean, uh, we always struggle to maintain control of the Senate, and that's that that that's a big deal because that that determines uh, um, um, confirmation of judges and and um, and whatnot. But but I think um, to uh, at least touch on uh, on on the the level of of. Um, you know, how, how do we take action? I mean, I, I don't really have uh, a, an answer to that. I think, you know, we, we need to obviously strategize and we need strong leadership. And then, you know, we touch on all of those issues. But I think part, part of the bigger problem, again, has to do with the, the main argument I made earlier. Um, you know, we all unify against, uh, on, on the band of resistance, but then we, we disagree, you know, and, and like, you know, all, those, all the stuff, you know, what, what Biden's doing and isn't doing, which, I mean, I think all the criticism that, that you give against Biden is completely fair and accurate, and I agree 100%. While at the same time, I also applaud a lot of the things that Trump has done or Biden has done 
on on, on a multitude of issues of, of, of fixing a lot of the the shit that that Trump create uh, caused from backing us out of the World Health Organization. That alone was a huge deal. For example, with that alone, uh, tr Trump's biggest complaint was, oh, well, China has a lot of control of the World Health Organization. So what the fuck does he do? Back us out so that he allows China to have even more control instead of stepping his foot in and and putting more American presence in the organization. I mean, stuff like that, uh, you know, we can go on every issue. I mean, climate change is another issue that I, that I applaud um, Biden and um, that alone, you know, what? fuck the pipeline. There's so many Republicans that are pissed off about the pipeline and I applaud that 100%. Um, that should have never been approved by Trump. You know, at least the Tonga National Rainforest is saved for now. That was a big concern of mine. You know, I mean, uh, we, we can address a lot of environmental issues that I'm very passionate about. And, and I think that, you know, while all the criticism on Biden is, is, is fair, um, I at least am grateful that uh, a lot of these other areas are being saved. But, but again, you know, going, going back to, to, to uh, you know, how do uh, um, the, I think, I think that the biggest problem is, is that, you know, uh, U.S. Congress is not representative of the people. You take the majority of, uh, and, I, and I don't know what the numbers are off the top of my head, but there's a, only a very small percentage of, of atheists in Congress. There's only or, a small percentage people. of Muslims, only a small percentage of, of blacks and Latinos. But when you look at the population of the United States, those numbers are completely different. There is no representation in Congress of what American policy really is. And so that kind of also touches back on the message of unity. And I know that a lot of uh, political issues are by nature polarizing, but at the same time, at least, at the very least, Biden is, is, is pushing, uh, at least through executive order, a lot of issues um, that the vast majority of Americans actually do agree on. Um, when it comes on issues of like climate change, when it comes to issues of rejoining the World Health Organization, when it comes to the issue of, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's not enough. I, I think we can agree on, you know, the, the whole, I mean, you know, this, the problems that this country faces go beyond, you know, any single president at the, uh, 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 that is in power at any given time. But, um, but I mean, people stop caring. Once, you know, someone like Trump, the only good thing that came from Trump was that it, it unified so many people in resistance and made people care about politics. You know, people like me and my brother have been debating religion politics for many years, but it wasn't until the last four years that I've seen people that never gave a shit about politics all of a sudden become extremely outspoken about politics. And what did it take for that to happen? A fucking uh, a fascist dictator to almost take control of America. Um, it shouldn't have to get to that point. You know, we need more people involved to vote in local elections. We need representatives to represent the people of the United States. So, and I think that's part of the, the biggest part of the problem. So let me let me jump in here real quick because I recently had a, uh, uh, a meeting with the American Atheist State Legislative Action Group, which I'm on. And, and also, well, we had a... a, a the American Atheist 
uh, national state director meeting the other day. And one of the things that we discussed is that one of the biggest problems is that everybody, in, well, first of all, there's, and this is looking at big picture long term uh, for a minute, but one of the biggest problems we have in this country is that our educational system has completely failed. I mean, it's not failing, it's failed. It's a failure. It is not working because we have, you know, half, more than half of this country uh, who don't understand basic civics. So we need a massive re-education on civics, first of all. That's one thing. Uh, because people don't even understand, most people don't understand basic concepts of, our, of how our government works, of what our, gov our constitution uh, says, uh, besides First and Second Amendment. That's about as far as most people know about the constitution. They, they have no clue. Most people don't know what ha what's past the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, or, or much less on how government works, where bills, how bills are written, how they're passed through, you know, things like budget reconciliation. That's, that's like, you know, the number one biggest problem we had, which has led, well, and then social media in court injecting misinformation has led to uh, the biggest problems and the rise to Trump and how to manipulate, you know, people through social media because many are not very well educated. That's number one. That's, I think, the biggest issue that, you know, not it needs to be fixed, maybe not immediately because people are fucking dying and losing jobs and money. But that's an issue that I think we need to needs to be addressed. A complete well, rehaul and resetting of our educational system is I think at the foundation of all this, um, and I would say that good luck because well, that because that'll never happen because those in charge won't let it because smarter people demand no. bigger change. So when that comes down to it, 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 when it really breaks down that the biggest demographic of voters are the non voters. And I think that the quickest way to fix that is to look at why. And the mm -hmm. only and the only way that you fix the issue is to show that you can actually do something to help people. And we're not talking about on a metaphysical, you know, state. We're talking about do something that changes people's lives. And it's not as hard, even if they don't understand how bills are written or how the government works. They know that the government doesn't help them. So well, with the way people live, I mean, because you, know, you made that. Well. So why? You, why you is it? Because, this... because let me ask you this question real quick, because because the GOP, like something I've always said is in the southern states, these states controlled by deep, you know, conservative poorest education, these yeah. people. And there's a lot of poor, you know, people on welfare and on, you know, government assistance and Medicaid, Medicare and all these, you know, socialist programs. And they continue to vote against their own interests. Why is that? And I would say that it's because, as I've often stated, and I'm sorry if anyone gets mad that I say this, the only actual export of the United States has always been propaganda. And 
When it comes to the Republican Party and how they gain their prominence, it's because they were the first, really, to really weaponize identity politics. Mm-hmm. So these people are they they've been fed propaganda and they've been basically fed this identity politics. That's why it's all about the Bible belt and all this other shit. All of all a person has to do is say they're the enemy, but we us good God-fearing people. We we but- will show them and even though their life doesn't change everything they're being told outside of that. So yes, education it, it like, but it's not. But again, you're. But but see, you're. But so it doesn't matter, honestly. Then it doesn't matter how policy changes people's lives because they're still gonna follow that propaganda, no matter how much you help them. Well, no. The, see, um, see, I, I think the, it also boils touches back on on education as well. Uh, I love that you just jumped in on that. My, my opinion cool. with the reason you know why are people essentially why are people so fucking stupid. Uh, it's a question. <laughs> uh, that is, you know, that's at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, that's the question. Why are people so fucking stupid? And the answer to that, you know, every every debate, every topic, every issue, I always like to bring it down to to search for the answers where where it matters. Um, and and science, in facts. Um, and if we look at how we are wired psychologically how the human brain works we are susceptible to bullshit i mean that is an evolutionary fact um how did the human race survive being so susceptible to bullshit um i mean there's actually answers to that too but it it it, it is uh it's a fact uh you have a debate with anyone and about any issue uh that is polarized and you start injecting facts straight to their veins um no matter they it it will kill them because they they don't they doesn't matter how and science and the irony is is that it has been scientifically proven that facts do not change people's minds um i mean look at what what happened with with covid we had people uh, uh, their reports from nurses uh, treating patients um, like Trump from from uh, um, uh, like Trump supporting uh, 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 people who who got COVID and they're in their deathbed dying, telling the nurses that oh, well it's not COVID. I'm not dying because I have COVID. I mean, doesn't matter how if the evidence is right in your face, killing you, people will still deny it. And that is uh, that's all psychological. How do people like Putin, for example, become so successful? Uh, and that's been p- yeah. one of, of uh, Putin's strongest assets uh, was someone like Donald Trump in the United States, which is why he was interfering with American politics to help clowns like Donald Trump win. Because when you utilize tools to, to um, you know, feed propaganda and, and bullshit to the people. To, I mean, people can be easily manipulated, and you, you just have to put the right tools in place to, uh, to to shape and mold a society to where you want it. And and that's how dictators gain power. That's how uh, you know I, half half the shit that Trump said 
he probably didn't even believe himself. He was just saying it just to. Oh, he's a comic. Look, he's, look, he's a he's a comic. He knew exactly. Yeah, he's what a comic, right? People, so, people, you know, one of the biggest, you know, I, I agree that you know he was an idiot, but he wasn't. Um, he wasn't a dumb idiot. He was uh, very smart in the way he knew how to manipulate uh, uh, people uh, through think, social media. I think we need to clarify something real quick because yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking up at my chat and. Uh, uh, there was a question that it, it said, I disagree. One of the things about being intelligent is the ability to make educated decisions based on the facts surrounding whatever you are making the decision on and being educated allows you to see through the bullshit propaganda and advertisements disagree with the idea that better education won't make a difference by the way. And I wasn't sure that anyone said that, but I didn't want anyone to be misunderstood to be well, saying I, that because so, it said no, maybe no. yeah i don't think anybody said that education i, I think we were saying the opposite education is yeah. i think yeah. i think the foundation of how to stop a lot of this but it's got to be the right type of education we can't just teach facts we can't just teach. you have to teach people how to think critically See, you have to and teach that is the best way to thinking. inoculate someone from being vulnerable to indoctrination and propaganda and see teach people how to think critically and i think see, that is the foundation of intelligence is critical thinking exactly right? what the whole scientific method is, is is based on is the whole ability to to analyze facts uh, or information and, and be able to reach conclusions based strictly and solely on on facts and not just cherry-picked facts that fit your personal dogma and ideology and that's the problem with with our political atmosphere right now is, is that um the human brain is susceptible to bullshit and we need to teach critical thinking is something that needs to be taught properly and there are ways to teach it in a manner in which uh is truly effective and it's not something that happens overnight you know, you can't just okay. tell someone you got to learn how to think critically and then learn, motherfucker. <laughs> rational, you know. Yeah, uh, see, but, but I, I want to go I want to go back over that because basically what I'm saying is the best way to show people and to make them interested is to affect their lives. So you could you say, how would it change if they're still going to be getting that same propaganda? Well, I'm going to say this, if and and these are just examples. We don't have to get into, you know, advocating for any of these things. But if someone goes, if someone has a father who was working in the mines and he's had to retire now because and, and it's gotten hard on the family because he injured his leg and he can't he's not stable and he can't really go to work anymore. He has to go to the government, get that that, that monthly check. OK, now. This current system does nothing for that man. It does nothing for that man's family. Right. But, but, you make it so there's universal health care so he can get his leg checked out. You make it so that, basically, he has the ability, once again, to provide for his family. And then on top of that, at the end of, the, at the end of a term, or however you want to look at it, the person goes, hey, when we were down and out, I know what this guy's saying. I know what this what this speaker box has been saying for a while. But all of a sudden, my family 
is back on the track. We have we have enough food. We have enough money. We have all this stuff. At some point, at some point, you are going to say, hey, what changed? And you're going to look at those things. But that's that's kind of where my theorem comes in. We're not there and, yet. Well, I think that would only – it really ultimately depends um, at least – on the aggregate scale, uh, how radicalized a society is. And uh, I, in today's atmosphere, with the current Republican Party and all those hardcore Trump supporters, it wouldn't matter how well their lives, how much better their lives would be under a, uh, a, a government or, or any kind of leadership that they strongly ideologically oppose. Well, they will still oppose it, no well, matter let me how that. better their but, life. Then is. let me counter it because once what again, it comes down to. Hold on, let me counter that because okay. basically I get what you're saying, but I'm not talking about the like I'm I'm personally not focusing on just the Trump voters. I I would say let's say I I I I, I go ahead and give you eighty percent of them won't change. I'll just go ahead and give that number to you. But then you have to take that leftover 20% and factor it in with the people that we've what started this point of the conversation who don't vote because they don't think the government does anything. Mm -hmm. So you use the goodwill from that 20%, the, in the increased interest of that biggest voting block being the non-voter block, you put those together, you have a brand new coalition, which helps in the scientific method push these abstract and radicalized ideas further out to the fringes. That's where they can where they can basically dissipate. Whereas right now they're allowed to fester and grow like a tumor because we don't have the, we don't have a way to stop it. And we don't have a way to stop it because the government's not being truthful because our pundits the we just we just broke another record here in America where the faith in media is the lowest it's ever been. And if you say it's because of Trump, I will fuck I, I will find both of you in this. Well, after the pandemic, let's be safe after the pandemic. And I will I will strangle the both of you because this, it's not because of Trump. It's because everybody has a goddamn agenda. And the news, like I've had people argue me on, on, on Facebook saying there isn't an establishment. And I'm like, uh, what? are you There's, fucking crazy? There isn't an establishment? Yeah. People have argued. Th this is one of the reasons I was like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> because I'm like, you can't be crazy. Because I think, I think, and then this changes the topic just a little bit. But I think that progressives need to understand that they've been they've been basically hijacked as a virtue signal and they don't realize that some of these people out here that are being the heads of the movement are straight up virtue signalers who aren't going to do what we as progressives want them to do they are neoliberal progressives so when people start talking about how there's no establishment yet they say they want to have like some of these progressive things i'm like bruh I hope you I hope you trip in front of a car. Like I can't like you yeah. you you on that shit. And I I can't so, fuck with you. Like, but go ahead. Go uh, ahead. let me 
let me clarify just just before we move on to a different topic or if we are going to move i don't know this conversation's sort of taken a it's grown organically but let me just clarify something that first of all um i you know although i 100 agree we need to start making policies that help people regardless whether people believe it or not i mean that's something we need to do uh whether it's passing or COVID relief whatever immediate action from the government to show we're here for you that needs to happen but i i don't think that is going to change anybody's mind who is already made up i don't think that if mr mega hat man in kentucky uh all of a sudden gets uh universal health care to finally fix his uh you know whatever uh that he's going to then all of a sudden uh vote super you know progressive um he still will continue to uh vote uh you know conservative uh but he will somehow rationalize that it was uh somehow trump that was able to get him that uh medical treatment and uh, because that's how, where we are his that's opinion literally where we are not to say that we shouldn't do it anyway but i don't think that that is going to be uh that's how it I don't think it's going to change the polarization or, or or that people are going to realize that all of a sudden, you know, progressives or Democrats or whatever, or government in general is here for us because unless in their minds, like someone like Trump is the one that does it, then they're going to be like, well, it was, you know, that's how crazy people are. Oh, and I, I want to like, a friend of mine, but real quick, a friend of mine, Chip is watching. He sent me a, a, uh, a text message and I, I told him I would I would uh, read it uh, he says uh, I would remind uh, uh, well he said I would remind well he's watching that a huge number of people who previously never voted before um, uh, voted for Trump these are uneducated people who are not aware of the issues or aware of how the system works so I would ask with the, would the country benefit from them voting um, would the country benefit from uneducated people voting? Because I would think those people are the most susceptible to propaganda. I um, would I would say check your freedom of speech first and foremost, because if people vote, they vote. Anything that comes from that vote is straight up a failure of what I consider to already be a failed state. That the mm -hmm. reason they're fa the reason they would vote that way, as we've talked about on being uneducated or losing faith in the government and wanting someone. To, I, I truly believe that certain people, a lot of people that back Trump literally just want to burn it down like that. that like they know what's happening. They know what it's leading to. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I said I truly believe. I don't, I don't, <laughs> but, but the thing wrong. is, is, but the, <laughs> wrong, wrong, but the, wrong. <laughs> but the first thing I would say is if it gets to the point where those voters vote Trump and there's a huge number of voters, but it was new voters, but it was nowhere a dent in the percentage of non-voters. So you still have a way to counter it. But if you're saying, hey, 
which is actually a point I brought down. I just didn't want to get to it yet, which is talking mm-hmm. about this whole conversation in mainstream media right now, talking about freedom of speech. But we'll get to that. But the bottom line is it's up to the government and the people who run this country and the people in this country to stop that from happening. If they can't stop that from happening, then it is, it's not a question of whether those people should be allowed to vote. Everybody has the, the, the freedom to vote. It's your job to make sure that people are informed and will vote in a way that actually benefits more than just themselves. And that goes again to the foundation of education and and not, not being able to, or, or stopping people from, or well, stopping the propaganda, first of all, from becoming so social media has, has been, I think social media has been the reason why we're seeing such a, a large number of people. The real uh, point you know, of contention. I mean, it, yeah. social media has spread. It, 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 it's like a wildfire. Disinformation. Okay. So I want to say that. I, yeah, I wanna... we, we, we can blame, you know, it, there's multiple aspects to, to why we live in such a, uh, ignorant society why so many people uh, are so disinformed but social media is definitely one major tool that that, that spread that mis- uh, disinformation hold but, on uh, one second i'm sorry the person just checked in my chat said if they should be allowed to vote wasn't the statement made so please read it again for me in case i misunderstood because that was only that was only one point of the of the the statement that I zeroed in on. But please read the statement your friend gave to. Uh, oh no 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 no! He wasn't. My friend wasn't saying uh, whether people have the should vote or not. It's like, but the question or what he, the point he was making was, I think of more of a of a point of education and and uh, people being so like if. Basically, the point he was making was, is allow or is would people that are uneducated vote? Would that be helpful? To, because as we've seen with Trump, a lot of these people that never voted before all of a sudden did vote. Okay, but uh, they were uneducated people, and look at where we are. You know, I think okay, that's okay. So this is so this is what I'll say to that, and and this is why I zeroed in so hard on the um, not. Uh, whether or not, not whether they have a yeah. right to vote yeah but whether but the thing is is it doesn't matter like <clears throat> we all agree education is important we all agree that people need to be smarter and not vote against their best interests but the problem the problem is is we're not a problem we're all discussing the different ways that you can reach that end so I do believe that education is part of the answer, but I also mean, uh, but I also believe that something that will show that that education is correct is straight direct action by the government and our leaders. And well, in order to have strong leadership, and that's another, that's the other half of the issue is, is that one of the reasons why Republicans have been so successful, in my opinion, is because they are much better at strategizing than Democrats. They're much better at unifying their base than Democrats. And we also need, right, we need, we need less disinformation. We need more, a, a more educated populace, you know, and, and there, there, there are uh, uh, multiple uh, aspects to, to this issue. But another important um, critical uh, aspect to uh, to leadership is that you need to have 
strong leadership that that can unify you know and 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 you've got someone like biden preaching unity but he did nothing during his campaign to unify his base he got the most votes any president ever has but not because he did took any action to unify his base biden doesn't have a base he wouldn't Trump be, yeah. Yeah. um and and so uh i i think i think that um that, that that's another big part of how um you got to be able to put a, a you know i mean governing uh, in in american politics you know leadership and, and politics you rise up by marketing and advertising yourself you have to have something that catches people's attention if you're not able to reach out and and, and touch people you're not going to get the voters to come out and i think that's part of the problem as to why we also have so many people that don't vote is yes. because there is nothing out there that's that, that that entices them to go out and vote we can have unification on to being anti-trump that got people to vote 80 million people to vote for biden but um outside of trump that's not going to go anywhere i don't think we're uh where we're going to get this this kind of um voter turnout ever again in my opinion if things and, continue to go back to how they were and to finish off this question because i'm guessing the cat black is the person that's messaging you uh, because they said should we push go vote blindly to the uneducated without also attempting to help educate them nobody said to not attempt to educate them like that that's so like the question itself ultimately is i mean i don't i don't it, it, i feel like it's a bad faith question but I, I don't think you meant it that way because no one said that they shouldn't be educated, but also it still benefits the Democrats to push go vote because it has been statistically proven multiple times and why the Republicans bent down so hard on gerrymandering to, 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 to let it continue is oh, yeah, because no, no, it's totally. always been it's yeah. always been statistically true yeah. the that the more vote, people that vote, people vote the better democrats do yes yeah. so I mean, we've seen that in georgia yeah so whatever number you 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 think would be a disadvantage we have no basis for that being the case as of yet not to but, say but, it couldn't that's very nuanced though because also it depends like for example like a couple things here um, we've seen because of the pandemic, a lot of states changed their voting rules to uh, allowing better access to voting, meaning early voting vote, uh, in mail uh, and also early in person by a, by a lot in a way where we've never seen that before, almost anywhere in this country. And we have seen the results of that, especially in states in the South, like, for example, Georgia being the prime example of this. What has happened in Georgia, and this is why a lot of Republicans were so adamantly against uh, these voting, because they knew that when you give access, yeah, they, were they lose. Shit. But who's the Democratic that caused them to lose in places like Georgia? It was the black vote. And uh, might I add the same so, group that got blamed when uh, when uh, Hillary Clinton didn't win. 
I said what? I, I, I said the, the black the, the 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 black community, which again I will remind people, as written in places like the New York Times, was blamed for when uh, Hillary Clinton didn't win. And I, I still would like to say I don't appreciate. What, what, how how I, was I didn't? Uh, basically, I didn't. basically they went around like there were articles. I'll see if I can still find it. It was back during when she when she failed. Um, they was like, they, they're trying to imply that it was because black people didn't vote. That's bullshit because they, black people it, don't black people. It was huh? implied that black people don't that black people didn't vote. It was implied that and this is from the Democrats. I remind you that black people don't vote, that black people were too dumb, like straight up too dumb to well, understand. Article, to, articles to like understand. that are just fucking straight up bullshit. Yeah, okay? but they're, but they're coming the from that, the same not sources that people, black people are too dumb or too lazy or whatever. It's because they don't have fucking access because the establishment, the system is systematically racist in a way where it impedes them from voting. And but what I mean is that it systematically stops. You know, we've seen this like in so many places, Texas, the, the South mostly, where, you know, they shut down polling locations. They make it so fucking difficult for poor people to vote. And why are black people poor? Because of the systemic, historical, generational poverty that the system has created in black communities. You know, it's not that black people are lazy and dumb, it's the fact that they don't have the same accessibility that rich white people have voter id laws being an example shutting down polling places making it so that voting is not a fucking national holiday so that when you're worried about putting food on your fucking table you don't have time to think about politics all these things are all systemic racist uh, uh structures that have been set up on fucking purpose well, we've also and we created a, this past a election where we break down this system and you give access and black people do vote because they do care and they are smart enough and they will vote and Republicans fucking lose. This is why they were so adamantly opposed to the way they changed it and then they're trying to hide behind the law it was illegal it was not law so we got to throw out all these votes because the courts you know weren't allowed to change the the vote well see now you're hiding behind the racist fucking system by calling it the law that's what it was in a in, in, a, in a pandemic and every single fucking lawsuit that trump and his buddies tried to push got thrown out of fucking jail because you know, and it's exposed. It exposed this problem we have in this country where if we give access, Republicans lose. And so now, hopefully, hopefully states and people are seeing this. And this is where the local activism goes, because people need to go to their fucking states and change the fucking uh, voting laws and lobby actively do that. And to that, I say nothing. Thank you. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Which is why I fucking am always lobbying. The, the, and going back to the original point, by the way, what really triggered me in my Facebook was when somebody fucking, you know, I, I posted some about, you know, uh, Biden, uh, you know, shutting down the Department of Justice, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, all right, well, you know, it's hypocritical because it's Homeland Security. I get that. But God, that's where 
you know, but it's like, yes, let's fucking change shit where we can. Let's all do our part because the massive change we're thinking of, again, looking more at the big picture, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen even in the four years of Biden's term, even if Biden was, you know, moving super progressive and making all the changes he wants. It's going to take a lot of work from a lot of people and a lot of people need to get involved. The people that can, because there are, and without sounding ableist or whatever, there are a lot of people that want change but can't. Uh, they don't have the means, the opportunities, whatever, uh, to uh, help with the change. But the people that are in privileged positions, people that can, well, part of the problem is, is and that need to help in, in that change. And this being an example, politics um, is more of a, a luxury for. Um, for privileged people and that's part of the problem in itself you know like uh like it was already touched on um some people don't have the luxury to debate politics or get involved uh with politics or go to their um call their you know congressman or congresswoman or or be um you know be active or activists because they have more important issues to worry about like putting food on the mm -hmm. dinner table every night um and that is uh um and the people who are influenced by politics the most are the people who are oftentimes least in, least involved and, and part of that reason is is not because of choice and that's the whole part of how the system has failed um in a lot of ways well, I mean, I would argue that the system hasn't failed. It actually is working the way it was set up to work to benefit for those, the few, for, for white wealthy people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say time. poorly. <laughs> it was it's working no, the way it was set up to be poorly. But That's you know, the thing, the, the other thing is that I, I, going back also to the uh, point that I, I forget, I guess you may well, I don't know, or somebody made that, um, you know how. How, you know, like a lot of Republicans or, you know, conservatives, the way like, oh, no, my brother was talking about, the you know, Trump has a base or, or Republicans have a strong base. What that base is, is mostly made up of um, it, it's it's mostly like we've seen. It, it's like the evangelical vote. And they have one agenda and one agenda only, and that's fucking abortion. Single issue voters. So single issue voting is one of the problems because, and which has led to like, you know, and I'll interject that a big problem also is fucking religion in this country because we all these Trump support, all these people that are primed to believe propaganda, have been primed by a lot of them by their religious beliefs. Because they've been primed since kids to not be able to think. They are used to people injecting ideas in their heads and telling them what to think, not how to think. So these people are already primed. They're, 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 they've been sort of molded to be easily manipulated by people like Trump because they lack this ability. And again, this is about also education. It's about ability of critical thinking they don't have they just like oh 
the preacher, you know, all my life I've been going to this church and preachers have been feeding me these bullshit ideas. Oh, here's a politician that's repeating those bullshit ideas. I'm going to follow him regardless of how he helps him. And that's, I think, a biggest problem, too, is that, um, you know, religion, uh, single issue voting uh, is all people that are, are, are just prime. And there's, you know, at least half, if not more of the country that has been just. Uh, susceptible to this propaganda, social media literally poured gasoline on all this, and uh, uh, you know set set the fire, you know, and it went and it spread even to a level we've never seen before. So I think that there's you know a bunch of issues, but the big ones are you know our educational system has failed, religion, the way it works in this country, which is the biggest fucking con. You know, it's the biggest money-making business that's tax-exempt. It's a legal con, and people have been conned and have made them susceptible uh, and manipulated. And that's why Trump has a base. That's why the Republican Party has a base and why the Democrats don't really have a base because the Democrats are always trying to fucking herd cats, you know, and – you know, and that's the problem with independent thinking. That's the problem with free thinking is that everybody is going to think a little different like us. We agree, but we don't always agree. And so how do we unify that base? You know, and there is no base when you can't even, you know, when you have these these agreements. Right. But it's easy to do so when you have like this very nice, clean, polished bullshit message, nice and packaging it with a fucking bow on top and you hand it to your base. And they're like, I'm going for him, no matter what. um, He gave me this nice little idea that I can easily digest in my simple fucking mind. To touch on that, I I just want to say, first of all, I guess it wouldn't be be a fun topic uh, if uh, religion wasn't brought in in, into a political discussion. But you know, they are uh, they are intermingled. Um, But my bigger issue is um obviously religion is a subsect of what i think is a bigger issue that we've seen happen in the last um four years even way beyond way beyond that this is the focus has always been on religion but the bigger problem is just dogma in general it doesn't have to be religious dogma it can be very secular uh deeply held ideological beliefs and that's what we've seen. A lot, a lot of the uh, Trump's base, you know, does consist of uh, evangelical Christians, but uh, we also have a lot of non-religious, uh, uh, hardcore Trump supporters. And and the the misinformation or disinformation in particular spreads very much the same way as it does in religious circles. Religion is notoriously known for knowing how to spread bullshit to people in a way that uh, is effective. But in today's world, and 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 I think uh, capitalism contributes to that in a way. You know, for whatever reason people have, whether uh, it's to to push a, an ideological agenda or whether it's for a for-profit motive. Um, going back to how social media impacted that, there's so many YouTube channels, for example, that have spread so much disinformation. I've got friends that got brainwashed by half the garbage that they watch on YouTube. For example, I'm not going to name any YouTube channels or I'm not going to name any news sources because I'm not going to advertise them on this podcast or anywhere else. But, you know, I can name of a uh, um, there are so many uh, sources of bullshit information out there. And the way they deliver that message 
is just extraordinary. I mean, like all the Bay people, um, some some of these Trump people I've gotten into so many discussions with, and they'll like send me a link to like one of these news sources, and like they pack so much bullshit in one single sentence, like in, in less than ten seconds in one single sentence. They 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 <laughs> said so much bullshit that. Like it would take an entire day just to dissect every little aspect in there. And they do that all day, every day. And they just feed this crap into people's brains. And, um, and back, it's, yeah, back, you know, indoctrination this... is both religious and secular. And that's back to yeah. The see, this is the problem, and this is something I wish we had more time because we had said we had an hour and a half, literally from two o'clock, to be able to <laughs> to, to do to do this, and uh, we're we're at an hour and a half on the dot now. Um, but when it comes to that, you can't stop it, and you can't stop it for good reason. Back in uh, back in the late fifties and sixties, the uh, the black leaders actually stood shoulder to shoulder with the KKK to stop the government from being able to basically pass a law to ban one of their uh, one of their speakers. I can't re- I can't remember the whole story, and I'm sorry. I'll look it up and try to post it to both of you. Um, and the reason that the black leaders coalesced with the KKK was because they knew that if the government was able to pass this, basically that would mean MLK and brother Malcolm were next. And that's the problem we have right now. When y'all are like, I don't disagree with you. Don't get it wrong. uh, I don't disagree with you as far as what people are saying online. Showing the mediums of how disinformation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now we can talk about the 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 topic of uh, free speech and and and. uh, I think people have forgotten it. I really do because it's uh, yeah. the it's that, the job. That, that, we we could have a whole podcast just on that alone. I think. Yes, I think so. <laughs> but I did want to get to it just because we had brought it up earlier, and mm-hmm. I just feel like if if anything, we we being that we're not going to go into this, we'll save this for the next time we all jump to like get together. I just feel like people are not looking at the big picture when they talk about some of that, and there are people who are trustworthy and do dabble in well not dabble they do speak facts more than any other news organization and they're online and they chose to be online to be at the precipice of what they see and what i think we all see as the importance of the basically the the independent news media some people aren't news media they're news propaganda and we wish we could do something to stop them. But at the end of the day, it's up to it's the responsibility of our nation and our society yeah. to get rid of those people without taking away the rights of the people who aren't who can be distinguished from them. And so, right now, right now, even on CNN, they were discussing and they they straight up called out a rival. They were like, yo, this person like these people have better ratings than we do. And then the next statement was we need to see about how to crush them. And I was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> like that's that's insane. And they they've been doing it the last week. So I know we can't get into it and I did have a few more things that I wanted to get to, but we will Real talk about it. Yeah. I want to I want this goes again back to the ability to be able to discern you know news reporting versus you know opinion or even propaganda. Definitely. Most people Definitely. cannot tell the difference between what's news, right. what's or what is like most people can't tell like for example CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they actually like even Fox News at like eight o'clock or whatever the time they actually have news reporting where you have like usually Chris Wallace, which is actually, I think on Fox news, one of the most respectable uh, journalists on Fox news, because he's actually all he's doing is reporting the news. He's not interjecting opinion. Then the other 23 hours of Fox news is nothing but fucking opinion and propaganda. And and the that's same goes for like CNN. The same goes for like they have the their section, and then they have the opinion bullshit section. See, I would and say people see, don't know the difference. See, I would say, but that also is by design because that's when people are working and not watching the news. But also, it's not just limited to the as a person who works for himself and now unlike you know and now with everyone being at home it's not so special but <laughs> but i get to see a lot of this stuff and and i would i would argue to an extent i agree with you for what their daily like their daytime programming is but that has been shrinking to like 4 hours for each station and 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 that's the problem. That's why you need these outside people. And yeah, you're gonna have the people that are stupid and can't discern fact from fiction. But at the same time, you have to just work on making it, as y'all said, education. You have to work on creating the critical thinkers so mm -hmm. that we don't lose our rights. And 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 that is a pro that is a thing that I feel like some people, especially some vocals, if some vocal democrats right now are losing sight of and and yeah. and, and i don't know I, if I they know they do it but i wanted to spend the last of time believe me i had two more whole paragraphs <laughs> of, of of topics that we could go through but we'll wait till next time but one more thing i wanted to give as you said what's the writing on the wall the writing on the wall is the fact that bernie sanders excuse me i'm sorry if i heard anybody's feeling cuck master in chief um, he's he has to basically push through and swear through the nomination of Neera Tandon. So let me so let's see how this works. You have Bernie Sanders placed in the powerful position in the committee, and then the person who he has to report to is the person that just spent the last seven years calling him and his followers sexist radical and straight up idiots that's the writing on the wall you put somebody who everybody wants to have in a place of power to make real change and then you put you make him report to the person who straight up has said he doesn't even have a it doesn't even have a place in politics that's who he reports to that means there's yeah, no communication between him and the administration that's writing on the wall. You can you can dance around it if you want, but that's writing on the wall. I mean, I, I mean, but but committee committee positions, especially 
uh, committee chairs have a lot of discretion as to what, uh, you know, what bills get pushed out of that committee or what bills are heard. And so I think that, you know, then it becomes a matter. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying there because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, all bills have to go through a floor, a complete floor vote. And that is where the party leaders, in this case, you know, Pelosi and, and Schumer have to then, you know, guide their, uh, provide the leadership to make sure that, you know, the rank and file and everybody falls along, along in line. Um, but, you know, but it, but what would be an alternative to, to that? I mean, the, at this point, I think, you know, Pelosi and Schumer are the leaders. There's no, you know, that's, that's the way they are. So, I mean, would it have been better to have put somebody else in that position? Of, I mean, I don't know, like, what, you know, I get I get what you're saying, I'm but gonna put what it, would be the, the a, better, a better alternative? The, the better alternative would to be to pick anyone. Let, let's say you wanted to keep your motives obfuscated, which they're not with near Tandon. But let's say you wanted to keep your motives obfuscated. Just pick someone else that agrees with you that doesn't have a history of straight shitting on and is already stated practically that anything that comes to her from him that doesn't go in line with what Biden wants goes out the door and won't even be heard by the administration. You at least hide the fact that you're not going to listen to him. That's how you do it. Even the, and that's the well, good. That's the good faith. That's what, even, okay, I, I I hear you, Will. And let's touch back in a whatever, however long, and see where we are. Oh, we will because I I I tell everybody. I know I'm talking a lot about Democrats. Okay, and for those who are listening that don't have accounts, I know you're there, but I can't see that you're you're listening. Let's be real straight. Fuck the Republicans, okay? Because some people think that all of my criticisms come from a place of, oh, we gotta shit on the Democrats. No, that's Hello. not that's not my that's not my stance at all. I'm happy that at least that Trump is gone. That's there's no beating that. That's awesome. I fear it's almost like it doesn't need I, to be said. Yes, and th that's why I don't say it. But but <laughs> right, then right. but then some people are like, "Why do you always have a problem with Biden?" I'm like, "Because Trump is awful." But also politics, like <laughs> like it's just what do you mean? I don't I don't get it. So I like anybody that's listening. I'm in no way trying to say that in any way that the Republicans are good or that Trump was good or that anything like that. I'm merely saying that just because Trump is gone doesn't mean we all get to relax. Right. And that that's is 100 percent correct. And amen to that. So the burn it down theorem for closes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a burn it down. <laughs> so you state you stated you stated at the beginning of all this what what you felt I meant. So if sure. you can remember, say that again. And I want Jay, if you what? have thoughts on the burn it down of when I say burn it down, please put that out too, and then I'll come in to close the show just with what it is that I mean by okay. that. So what I you know I think based on past discussions you and I had, and I could have been uh, misinterpreting some things. But the way I feel like, um, you know, the burn it down system is 
the way it came across to me at least was that you you know almost wanted trump to win so that it would completely destroy uh you know this this corrupt system we live in so that we can then create a real uh new uh system because in your hopes i think people would realize holy shit you know this is not working so everything's burnt the fuck down we need real change and you know however way and i'm like well but that comes at a, a very big cost so that was my stand now you know whether you know i'd like to hear any clarification on that and whatever my brother has to say well uh um to touch on what my brother said i mean i think uh based on past conversations uh that well both you and i had uh, on top of uh of other more group conversations that that me and my brother have also had that's kind of what i've interpreted you to mean as well um you know let shit get to a point at this uh, it's gone to a level where you uh i interpreted that you meant that we should at this point get let shit get to a point where it just blows up rather than really keep trying trying to vote back in this um oh uh um, run-of-the-mill mainstream system that has done yeah. nothing. Um, maybe we do need someone like Trump to just let it all blow up. Um, which, uh, whether that is what you mean or not, I mean, I think the the issue with with burning the entire system down to the ground, uh, whatever whatever it really means, whether it's you know, um, I, I I still have faith in the Constitution. I think that the constitution that the, the the democratic system in america is is solid i think it's that um it's vulnerable and it's weak and that is susceptible to um you know someone like donald trump almost uh, uh getting this close to overtaking it but at the end of the day i think the system has um uh, 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 done what it's supposed to do, even though I still think that totalitarianism is still a threat in America and, and that people like, you know, the current uh, ideology of the Republican Party still remains a threat to America. And, and uh, until it, that changes, it always will until something else similar to it rises to power again. But my only issue with really burning down the entire system and rebuilding it from scratch is, is that once you burn down the system, who's going to rebuild it from scratch? And that's where, you know, anything can happen. Um, yeah, it's great if we have this idea of burning down the system and then, um, you know, if we win, it, it'd be great. Yeah. But what if we don't win? You know, what if America becomes um, the storyline to Handmaid's Tale, for example? You know, uh, that that wouldn't be good. Uh, and that would be the end of uh, our American democracy. And then that's it. You know, so. <laughs> OK. OK. So. Let me let me and and I completely understand how that is your take based off of the conversations we've had. I definitely understand and, that. And, and but also I would like the to memes you post about but I would but probably hilarious. They are hilarious. That's a, but but I have to. I have no choice. <laughs> um it's the it's it's my preferred way of interacting with Facebook. No, yes. I know. I love it. I, I always wait for them. I'm like, oh, what was Where's Will's meme? It's coming. So, so I, I I definitely get it, but 
what I, I think the way that I need to start saying it, and actually I'm going to read um, my friend Mike, who's in Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. He just typed in chat and he said, as far as to the burn it down thing, he said, that's the only way usually it works. Look at every revolution or switch of political direction within any country, always through bloodshed. Now, I won't say I disagree with that. I won't say I won't say I disagree with that. But what I've always meant by burn it down, and this is due to me not being clear enough, because I do want to be clear about one thing. I don't want Trump to win. I didn't want Trump to win. I never wanted him to win. I was looking at things and saying there's the possibility that he could. And then mm-hmm. I started to actually do a, a, a critical thinking exercise, which I shared with people, which was what would be better for the country. And that was based off of the premise of whenever, whenever something gets, whenever someone gets removed, people immediately react as, it, as was the, the motto of Biden's campaign which was basically back to back to before Trump. But people forget that back before Trump, 70% of the entire United States lived paycheck to paycheck and couldn't afford a $500 emergency. And still to this day. And still to this day, if now with the pandemic, worse. But, <laughs> but, so I started to say, like, well, let's look at it. What are the possible outcomes of each of these people winning? And for Biden, he can reset the, the clock with executive orders, but the clock is still broken. Mm-hmm. So what does he offer in his belief in policy that will change anything. And I've, as far as I'm concerned, outside of rolling back things that came before him, nothing. But I am hopeful that I'm wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful. One of the things that I've really clinged on to through all of his run is that when he started saying, I'm going to be the next FDR. And I'm like, well, oh, shit. Well, that yeah. sounds that sounds That'd interesting. That would be awesome. That would mm-hmm. mean because FDR straight up shat on all the corporatists and all the autocracies. And with, uh, I said that wrong, but anyway, like he shat on all the rich people and the said, oligarchy. hey, mm-hmm. we need to do this to the point that when it came for him to be reelected, he had no political backing from any party and still won simply off of the sway of the people. So I'm all for that. And if mm-hmm. Biden can pull that off. Y'all going to hear me out here saying, yo, Biden did that thing because I'm not afraid to be sitting there being like, yo, he did way better than I expected. And I'm happy for him. And I'm happy for us as a country. Yeah. So basically what I'm seeing are the warning signs that that's not happening. I got you. And so that's why I have the tone I have. But back to the back to the back to the, 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 the topic at hand. From Trump, I never believed Trump was as dangerous as everyone else did. I still don't. 
and I know it's hard to hear that being the things that have happened. Well, but uh, that's but, the, uh, but, an era where I think we share disagreement. But oh, 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 definitely, it definitely is. We've <laughs> talked about it before. <laughs> but it's it's simply this: Does he? Because he is, he is. As I've always stated to people, he is a problem. He is not the problem. The problem is what well, gave birth. The, the problem is what gave I'll birth. Yeah, no, no, the, Trump was definitely a shadow of a much larger beast. And, the and, way I like to phrase it. So. And my fear, if people, <laughs> if people think everything's fixed, my fear is that the real problem is going to skate by and then we're going to have what I think everybody believes Trump is. See, Trump is a fucking moron. He's a crated little wealthy boy that is a big baby, okay? The bottom line. But every time I listen to the media, they act like he's a goddamn genius. They act like they can't decide whether or not he's an incompetent moron or he's the most 4D times 2 chess playing motherfucker on the planet. They can't decide. And the reason they can't decide is because he's just not He's a moron. Does he have charisma? Yes. Did he have the ability to bring together a bunch of idiots? Yes. That that you can't argue. But does he some have? Some would argue that's but, genius. But does some some would <laughs> that's some, the irony. some 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 <laughs> would argue, and I'd say, but at the same time, he's a paradox. He doesn't, he doesn't have the pres. He doesn't have the presence that makes him Hitler. No. And I'm sorry, no. he just doesn't. And the he, only. He Go ahead. But, but the concern is, what about the next? One? That's what I was. That's what I'm getting to. If nothing yeah. changes and we don't fix the problem, we're gonna deal with someone who you actually can yeah. compare to Hitler. Yeah. And and right now Trump is not that. He wants to be. Let's not get it wrong. He wants to be, but he's not. He doesn't no. have the wherewithal or the organization or the structure within his own base to, right, to right, be that right. person. The only real and I've said this before on the show, but if you're a newbie, I'll say it again. The only real comparison between Hitler and Trump, at, 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 as it all stands right now, is that they both came to power during the time when a country ravaged was left to, well, basically a country ravaged, created, and produced desperate people that failed to the whims of, a, basically, a madman. That's the only comparison, the only real comparison. Everything else is just speculative, in my opinion. But then let's get, like I said, let's get back to the theorem. The theorem is this. It's not burn it all down. It's, it's, it's going to burn down. And I find it hilarious. But, and only because it's so easy to stop it. And nobody, everybody acts like it's this huge, complicated ordeal. It's not that I want to see people dead on the street. It's not that I want people to be cleaved and for a, a civil war to break out. It's that it's going to. It's going to. No matter what I say, think, or what we do, we are seeing it now. It's going to if we don't fix the problem. So that's what I mean by the burn it down theory. I'm a spec. I'm I'm fucking Nero playing the violin on the top <laughs> at the Capitol. Okay, that's me. I'm sitting there going, huh? Well, I guess I guess I guess this is happening now. Like 
That's what you have to be. Because if you see, because if you see the big picture, it's happening. And it's not that I want it to happen. It's just that you can't, when you allow people to become this desperate, when you allow, when you allow people to basically be enslaved by corporations. And as I've always said, it, every empire falls the same way. The, the, the few take from the many and then the many remember math. That's how it works. So I'm saying I don't want it to happen, but it's going to whether I want it to or not because nobody's addressing the real problem. No, I hope, it, I hope that clarifies it. Well, yeah, and I and I think I don't think I don't think my brother here, you know, I'll let him kind of speak, but I, I certainly don't disagree with that. I, I I I think that you know I think. You're right. We need to, but you know, how do we, you know, the question becomes, okay, so if it was that easy to stop it, why aren't we stopping it? And because you know, nobody so will, it, nobody... And this goes back to what we've been talking about this whole yes. podcast is, yes. you know, it, it's propaganda, it's education, it's the pandemic, it's desperation. It's, uh, it's a lot of things. And and mostly and it's, it's the, the fact that people don't believe that anyone is fighting for them. Nobody right. believes that the people that the people in our government are fighting for them. So they don't care anymore. So until mm-hmm. somebody's ready to step up and make bold FDR like actions. Yeah. Well, no, I agree circ- with that. Circumventing the oh. bullshit. We're going to burn. I-, I will agree with that with one with one caveat that I think it's most no caveats people... <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong. Uh, with, with, uh, I think with, with, I think the people you're talking about are the people that have at least three brain cells that can rub together. And, you know, but when you look at the people that only have one brain cell, which is most of the people that I think voted for Trump, I don't think, you know anything i mean they'll you know fdr type you drag them they look at like socialism and communism and they'll be against it even though it directly affects but you you drag but you remind both you guys that it wasn't just idiots at least when it comes to like uneducated people without college degree kind of idiots that, that that there were a lot of people that that have an education that voted for and support trump there are yeah. people who have, um, you know, college degrees. Even um, I know of a uh, someone who is a uh, uh, child therapist. I'm not going to dig into any, any more than that. Who is a big Trump supporter? And I'm like, how can someone of your stature, of someone who is in the medical and science field, be such a strong supporter? Of Donald Trump, and I think it, it touches back on kind of what I was touch uh, uh, talking about um, indoctrination, ideology, and critical thinking. And one of the biggest uh, paradoxes to what constitutes critical thinking and intelligence is, is that you can have someone that is extremely intelligent at what they do, but yet you know uh, there's this brick wall, there's this separation uh, in, in applying their skill. Um, in one area, but 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 completely cutting it off in a different area, which is why we have like very true uh, 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 scientists 
who uh, engage nothing but but evidence-based reasoning in the science lab, but then they go home and they believe that that fucking snakes uh, can talk and that people walked on water or but that they people do. rose from the dead. You but know? What do you mean? That, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that snakes can't talk? Well, I can no, I can but... prove that to you right now with my face. <laughs> I'm just I'm just fucking. I just like the look. I just like the look right on now. his don't face. Don't to my lap. Don't you no, lie? Well, I mean, don't you is... don't you lie? They're the ones telling you all your talking points. No, I'm just. They are actually, you know, maybe that's what's going on. They can no, talk. I... Holy shit! And they happen to be the good guy. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely, but, but, Jay. But, I agree with you. You know, smart people voted for Trump too, not just dumb people. Yes. I, I, what I mean by it, what, what I mean by intelligence, I don't mean <laughs> idiot. Like what I mean by that is people that, like my brother is saying, like you know, people that aren't able to or that compartmentalize or that you know are are dogmatists in certain ways. I mean, people that should know better that don't. There's people that don't know any better, but there's people that should know better but choose. It's like it's either it's either Two things. Well, three. It's either people are delusional, which delusion is very strong, and it's hard to because delusional people live in an alternate reality, and they really believe this alternate reality. But then there's willful ignorance, willful ignorance, and third, there are those who capitalize on the willfully ignorant and the delusional grifters. Well, they're Did, grifters, and yeah. that's who. Trump is, I think. Yes. He's a grifter. And he's and there's plenty of others who voted because they know that they benefit from uh Trump. Yeah. The entire GOP and and even some Democrats are all part of you know it's it's a system of making money. How do we make money? Well, we gotta keep people uh the rich and the powerful in control of things so that we they can continue to manipulate the willfully ignorant and the delusional in order to continue to make money. At the end of the day, it, it is all about money and power. I mean, this whole entire well, system. That, that, that's one, so, one, so, one method of how disinformation and propaganda spread. Exactly. And, I mean, yeah. as my brother would say to sum up all of that stuff, I tried to get him on today. He's going to be right. joining us at a later date probably. But sure. he would say those people are purposefully obtuse. Is mm -hmm. what he is what he would calculate it as, and okay. yeah, and and that's why when those are the people that make up your system, mm -hmm. that's where it becomes like, hey, it's, so, it's, this is a bomb. <laughs> this and is again, a bomb, and this is why I brought up the whole thing about education, and you know, in the general sense, in the beginning, because I think in order to to break the delusion, and in order to uh, break this willful ignorance uh, because the grifters know better. They just, you know, are playing along because they have to gain. And I call them the oligarchs. I call them the people that are actually running this country or the fucking oligarchs because we live in an oligarchy it, it is, is that we have to start with at re a re-education, which sounds very dictatorial and very communist, but, but it's, but I mean, is we need to fix our educational system. Uh, and then that way we can then create a, a, a society of people who are able to discern when they're being fucking conned. But yeah. we have normalized being conned. We have normalized 
ignorance, we have normalized this idea that that's just this country, which is why it's so great. We've normalized it, this this whole idea was, of, 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 of anti-intellectualism, of anti-education, of anti, uh, you know, uh, trusting, you know, e even doctors. And we've seen with the pandemic, I mean, like Fauci was getting death threats. I mean, the guy is an infectious disease, you know, scientist. That's it. He's just giving his own opinion based on his many years of experience of doing research on infection. And he is going death threats because it did not fall in line with ideology. And, and I would, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, my only thing is, or my only thing is, which is not in disagreement with anything you just said, yeah. the reason that it was so easy to normalize was because of the problem. The problem. Yeah. The problem, which is the, the system, the problem, and I think that's going to be the name of this <laughs> of this episode. It's going to be the, the problem. problem. Um, but well, I mean, with, okay. so, most people don't understand that that that's the problem. They don't understand that the system is. And, and by the way, I want to mention one thing that my brother said that I do disagree with, because I think our constitution needs to be fucking burned, and we need to draft a new one. Oh, now who's or the burn it all down, man? It. <laughs> all right, let's burn the system down. Will, grab the gas. Burn the system down. 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 See, now we agree. <laughs> burn the Constitution. Literally, I mean, literally, take it and fucking burn it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree, but I mean, at the same time, ah, that may be drastic. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit too drastic. But, 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 uh, me, but yeah. Know. Well, I would like to say thank you to both of you. This has been a truly enjoyable political discussion. As it always uh, is. As it always is. As it always is. And and for those that don't know, the the this podcast the like was actually created with having these two in mind. So like it just took this long for all of our schedules to really come together to make it. So I'm glad to have these two on here and i hope to have them again and it, will will you guys come back or y'all gonna be like that yeah. guy we you will always be you know just you set the schedule you know whenever our schedules align i am more than happy to jump on this podcast because i do enjoy talking to you uh because i think <laughs> you know you're one of the few fucking people that you know that i interact with that that actually you know thinks and not just well, I mean, there's there's plenty of other questions with uh, people who, enjoy. who have the ability to, um, you know, think critically and, and uh, be able to because uh, uh, and well, you you know, I mean, I I know I I shouldn't uh, um, engage some of the people that I do on 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 my social media, but uh, but you're right. engaging people, you kind of have a, a a discussion and. You know, just like that meme, it, it, it's it, it becomes like playing chess with a with a pigeon where they shit in, uh, all over the board and and strut around kicking all the pieces over. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I've had better uh, debates and discussions uh, with uh, with a wall, or uh, you know, I used to talk about this stuff with my dog before she died, and, and that was more engaging than uh, some of the people I. Uh, uh, engage with uh, on social media, but um, what well, you I'm, I'm just so curious. Yes, I agree. I mean, there's a curiosity as to like how can can you really think like this? 
and I just have to probe at it and really just try to understand this, like this personal curiosity thing. I wrote a whole book on curiosity, which is pretty cool, but that's a whole different discussion on a whole different topic. We can do a whole different um, podcast on that sometime in the, in the far future. But, but thank you, Will, for uh, um, you know being able to allow me to express my opinion on your podcast. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I oh, mean, yeah, well, I've, definitely. Well, I I do want to meet back up in I don't know whenever you know give you know and then see where we are with Biden and with the state of affairs and you know continue this discussion because I have a feeling that yeah we'll, we'll, we'll there's there'll be plenty to be said and plenty of criticism and plenty of other things that we we will need to catch up on as things progress well just just a reminder you know I'm not saying that uh, we should never push for change we should always always as a society push for change we should always encourage um thoughtful discussions i think we should always um you know push for unity and also uh, embrace the fact that there's no such thing as a utopian society and in a way in a sick twisted way and i think the irony to all of this is that we wouldn't want to live in a utopian society, aside from the fact that it is impossible to ever achieve. Uh, no matter who we get, no matter what we have, someone will always be unhappy, somebody will lose, and somebody will complain. But um, but the great thing to that is that it always provides opportunities for discussions like this to occur. So bottom line, we just need to go ahead and get rid of all of our flesh. We need to start integrating in with machines, and then we can live in the stars. I got it. There you go. No, but right. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, sure. Uh, what is that? What is it? The uh, what is that term? Um, damn it! What is it? There, there's a a theory about that. What is it called? Uh, oh crap! Where we eventually will integrate with machines. There's actually a, I don't know, a, but it needs to happen. No, <laughs> it's there. Oh damn it! I can't even think of the shit. It, I can't remember. Anyways, there's there's actually a theory that it's sort of already happening. I mean. When you think about like and this could be a whole different pocket, but like people, uh, you know, when you're thinking about like uh, putting, you know, bionic arms and legs and, you know, even now, you know, hearing and, and uh, people that are deaf all of a sudden, you know, through machines and computer. I mean, eventually we're going to start melding more and more with our machines. But actually, if you think about even the way we interact with our computers and our cell phones, they are now becoming an extension of our own mind. And so we're already melding this idea of machines and, and see computers and humans, which that's, is well, you know, now, now you're opening up a discussion for a whole another podcast. See, yeah. Actually, uh, act, on that too. actually uh, that's, that's the topic for Wednesday's episode is, oh, is, is, is that, which is kind of like it jumped into my head. Cause I was like, Oh, what are we talking about next time? And I was like, Oh yeah. So we definitely will be talking about that one on Wednesday, but um, that, that's a, that's a fun topic too. I think. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So thank you for being here with us. I'm going to ride us out with uh, with my fancy little intro. And uh, I hope to see you guys again. The the JL fam. <laughs> you know it, man. You know Indeed. it. So well, everybody. Yes, sir. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday and Friday on normal schedule. But as with today, keep your eyes open because – when people want to talk to me, I'm always down. So, <laughs> um, 
yeah, you'll get some surprise stuff jumping up here and there like this episode. So love you all. Thank you for joining. Thank you for the people that have been in chat. Also, new followers. Love you. I'm well over 400 now. I hit the milestone for Twitch. For Well, my milestone. I mean, there's people that are way better than me on Twitch. But the point is, we got it done. So I love you all, and uh, I'll see you all later.